Well, good morning again, and welcome to week number three of this series called Healer. I'm really, really excited for today, and um, uh, just so you kind of know some context of how we're ending this series, uh, for the last three weeks since we started this series, the last 21 days, um, there's been a group of people in our church who've been fasting and uh, praying, specifically for the moment that we're going to have here in a few minutes today, where we pray for people to receive healing from God. And uh, so if you're here today, and, and maybe you're sick and body or you have an illness or disease or maybe you um, non-physically feel sick or hurt or broken or damaged and you've got emotional scars and pain or you've got financial scars or pain or you've got spiritual scars and pain, then today uh, we simply want to trust God and believe that he'll bring healing to your life. And so we're really glad that you're here today. Let me kind of recap this series, if you will. The first week of this series, we kind of looked at our approach to healing, okay, because there's a lot of crazy teaching about healing in the church world today. And uh, a lot of people would teach that um, if you give certain things or certain money, then you're guaranteed something in return. Or uh, that if you don't receive healing, then it's your fault. And there's some, some teachings out there that aren't uh, completely biblical. And so we wanted to make sure we talked about our approach of healing. And so we talked about the fact that if you're sick, that number one, you should pray to the God that can heal you. And number two, you should actively expect that he will heal you. And number three, we said that that we should trust God even if he doesn't heal you. And so for whatever reason, we've all prayed for someone to receive healing and they didn't receive healing, uh, maybe specifically not the way that we prayed that they would. And so um, our faith was damaged maybe, or we felt like uh, what the Bible teaches isn't completely true. And so uh, we wanted to take a naive approach towards healing that says, our God can heal, so we're going to pray to him and we're going to expect that he will actively. Um, And then... If for whatever reason he doesn't, then we're going to trust him. And so that was the first week. And then last week we came back and we talked about why Jesus heals. You remember we talked about the fact that Jesus cares more about us being made whole than than being made healthy. And so Jesus' goal for all of us in his healing isn't that we would all be healthy. Otherwise, everybody would live to be a thousand years old and no one would ever die of any kind of sickness or disease because we would keep praying to Jesus and he would keep bringing perfect health to people. And for whatever reason, he cares more about our hearts than he does simply our health. And so we talked about that last week. Today, I want to talk to us briefly before we have a time of prayer together, um, specifically about uh, a topic that um, can be mistaught, but specifically, uh, I want to talk to us about how we receive healing from God. How, How do we come to Jesus? How do we Uh, get the healing that he promises, what's that reception of healing look like, Um, and so hopefully I can kind of make it simple enough for us that that our approach to to Jesus in healing us uh, in any area of our life uh, would be sound doctrinally, okay? And so to illustrate, um, I want to start not with scripture, but uh, with an approach, a couple of approaches to healing, and so here's what I need. I, I feel like giving away a little bit of money, And so I need three students, either 6th through 12th grade, who would like to receive money to come on up. 6th to 12th grade students, I need three of them. Anybody that would like to receive some money, come on up. Just three, first three here. We've got one. We've got two. We've got three, all right? Number four, you can go have a seat. Sorry, buddy, you were a little late. I said three. I said three. All right. Now, come right over here on this side. All right, we've got one, we've got two, and we've got three. Now... Bear with me here on this illustration. It's not going to be perfect, but hopefully it'll be helpful. Okay. 
What we have here represented are three sick people. Okay? No matter what that is, for some it may be physical, for some it may be emotional or spiritual, for some it may be um, um, someone that they know or love that needs healing, and, and so they're kind of wanting them to be healed. But, but they all want healing, and so the question is if, and I'm not even going to say if I'm God, uh, but if God is here and, and God has healing for them, how do they get it? Like, how do they receive it? How, how does the transfer go from God, from Jesus, into them so that they receive the healing, okay? And so, so here's, here's how we're going to start, okay? I have, I have with me um, three envelopes, okay? And so to our first healing contestant, um, I'm simply going to give an envelope, and she's going to open that, and she's going to see if she received a healing, and so as she so gracefully tears into that envelope, we're going to see that, oh, wow, there's 20 bucks. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Now, did she do anything to earn that? No. no. No, she didn't. She simply took an envelope from the source of the healing and behold inside, wow, there's, there was some healing or some 20 bucks. Okay, so, so to our next one, obviously... He's excited because he's probably not so gracefully going to look inside and, oh wait, there's, there's nothing in there? Okay, now here's, here's a problem, okay? Now hang with me because you need to understand this. Our first contestant, Rachel here, she received an envelope and she looked inside and there was $20. Okay? And so she prayed for healing and she received healing and she was pretty excited about that, but Nick... Contestant number two did the exact same thing. He got an envelope, he opened it, and inside there was nothing, right? So contestant number three, he says, well, wait, wait, wait. There is no guaranteed healing here. And so he says, I don't want to risk being heartbroken. And so he refuses the envelope. What? He says... He says, now wait, now wait. I know that some people receive money when they open their envelope, but I have seen people open an empty envelope and they didn't receive anything. And so, you know what? I don't really want to risk the heartbreak. And so he says, he says that's okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't want the envelope. It would be cool if I had the envelope, but I don't want the envelope. Now, what he didn't realize is that inside of that envelope, should he have made a wise decision, which he didn't, he would have found $20 also. Now, this is important because his decision not to take the envelope was based on some knowledge that people had taken an envelope that was empty. Okay? And so because someone had taken an envelope that was empty, he thought, it's a little too risky, and, and, and I might get my feelings hurt, and I might feel like I wasted my time, all that labor to open up that envelope, and so I'm just not going to risk it. But what he missed out on was 20 bucks of his own. All right, you guys, you can go be seated. Let me illustrate how we should approach healing. Let me have another student. Different student, different student. Anybody at all? Good work, okay. Come stand right here, this is Luke. 
Here's how we should approach healing. We shouldn't say, well, I've seen people with an envelope and they didn't find anything inside and so I don't know if I should, I don't know if I should take, I don't know what I should do. Luke, would you like $20? That would be a yes or no question. Yes, Yes, you would. Okay, now, watch this. What, how did he receive that healing? How did he receive that $20? It was made available, and he took it. Good job. It's the best illustration you've ever done. Enjoy. Enjoy. Now, I think this is important. I think this is important. And I wanted to kind of show you a couple of approaches Is it true that healing isn't guaranteed? Okay, now, some of you would say, no, that's not true, that's heresy. But I think that we can all agree that in the ways that we've prayed for people to receive healing, that most of us would agree that we have prayed for someone to be healed and they didn't receive healing, at least in the way we prayed that they would receive healing. Maybe maybe they died of an awful disease that ate away at their body. And maybe, maybe eventually they went to a better place and they received healing eternally, but in this body, the way we prayed, the way we fasted, the way we sought God, the way we cried out to him for healing, they didn't receive the healing that we prayed for. And so because of that, we have a tendency to try to figure out from God whether or not healing is available before we ask for it or before we receive it. And I simply want you to know something today. That the way we receive healing from Jesus is the exact same way we receive salvation from Jesus. And that's by faith. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, that not of yourself, it is not by works, lest any man should boast, it is the gift of God. Okay? We didn't do anything to earn salvation. We didn't do enough good for Jesus to think that we deserved it. We didn't do enough good to earn any kind of salvation. We simply realized, hey, Jesus Christ died on the cross so that I could have a relationship with God and he would make me a new creation and he would bring my dead spirit to life. And by faith, we placed our faith in Jesus and we received salvation. Now, some of you may have said a prayer to kind of put your faith into motion and maybe you stood up at a worship experience or maybe you raised a hand or maybe you had someone pray with you or maybe you were alone in a car. Wherever it took place, it was by faith that you received salvation in Jesus. It wasn't a secret formula. It wasn't a list of things you had to do and you didn't have to get your life in order and you didn't have to figure things out and you didn't have to pretend to be someone that you weren't. You simply realized, hey, I'm a sinner, I'm someone who needs Jesus and he makes something available to me and by faith I'm going to receive and accept something that he's done for me. It is by grace you have been saved through faith. Not of yourselves, not by works, lest anyone should boast. It is a gift from God. And healing in the same way is received by faith. We believe that Jesus makes healing available and by faith we receive it. This is sometimes difficult to comprehend because we go through a lot of moments of prayer and we go through a lot of times where we have people pray for us and with us, 
But the secret isn't praying hard enough and praying long enough and praying with just the right people. There's really no secret. It's just the fact that we believe that Jesus is a healer and by faith we receive healing. And even if we don't physically see results from the healing that we believe that we've received, we still, by faith, thank Jesus for healing us and believe, by faith, that one day we will see the results that we're praying for. It's something that's by faith. And so what I want to do for the next 12 to 15 minutes is I simply want to, I want to kind of stir your faith a little bit. I want to read three stories from Scripture of people who received healing from Jesus and illustrate that by faith we can receive healing from Jesus. If you have a Bible, go with me to Mark chapter number 5. We're going to start reading in verse number 21. We're really going to look at two stories here in one. And I'm going to kind of read through them. I'm going to give a little bit of context as we go. But I want the stories to kind of speak for themselves. And then we'll move to another story. Mark chapter number 5, starting in verse number 21. It says, When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. And then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came there. Seeing Jesus, he fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. And so Jesus went with him. So there's this religious leader named Jairus, and he's got a sick daughter who apparently is facing some dire circumstances. And he hears that there's a man named Jesus who can heal people, who has healed people. And people are talking about this man that's healing other people. And so he goes to him and falls down on his feet, earnestly praying for him to come with him to heal his daughter. And so his faith wasn't even for himself, but for his daughter. Now, some of you may be here today, and maybe you're not sick, but maybe you know someone who is sick. And this should be encouraging to you that your faith can play a part in someone in your life's healing. And so Jairus says, Jesus, listen, my daughter, she's sick. She's not going to make it. I need you to come and pray for her. And so Jesus went with him. Now, here's the interesting thing. A large crowd followed and pressed around him. Verse 25, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. Okay, simple translation. She's had a menstrual flow for 12 years. She's had some, some female issues that she hasn't been able to resolve. Verse 26, she had been bleeding. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Some versions say the hem of his garment. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. And listen to this. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. So Jesus is going to Jairus' house. Remember, Jairus came and says, I've got the sick daughter and she's going to die and I really need you to get here. And so Jesus is going and crowds are like, hey, he's going to heal someone. Let's go check this out. And so people are just flocking around him and they're making this voyage, obviously wanting to see him heal this sick daughter and in the midst of this crowd that's gathered around him that's pressing in there's this woman who for 12 years had an issue of blood who for 12 years had this bleeding condition that she had spent all she had she'd been to doctors she had sought every remedy that she could think of and nothing would cure her from this flow from this bleeding 
And she hears that there's a man named Jesus who has the power to heal. And she doesn't go to him and speak to him and say, sir, excuse me, I've heard that you've healed people. I know you're busy, but I've got this issue in my life. I've got this thing that I've been dealing with that's really getting kind of old now. And I've tried everything I know. And I've heard that you can do something about it. So would you please, like, I don't know, what do you, you speak something? You touch me somewhere? What, what's it look like? I don't know. Instead, she just believes by faith that just by touching his garment, she could receive healing. Here's the crazy thing. She does. In the midst of this crowd, these people go into Jairus' house following Jesus to see him heal someone. She just presses through. I can just see her now like, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me. She just reaches through and she grabs his garment and immediately she feels in her body that she was made well. The story gets a little more interesting. Verse 30, at once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him and he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? Think about this. Going to Jairus' house, probably hundreds of people, definitely dozens of people crowded around Jesus, walking together, wanting to see him do a miracle, probably bumping into each other, probably wanting to hear what he's saying and talking about, probably trying to catch some dialogue between Jesus and Jairus. And, and he has the nerve to ask, like, who touched me? Can you imagine the response of the people? What do you mean, who touched you? Like, probably a bunch of people touched you. Why, why are you asking that? You see the people crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you asked, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. He knew that someone had by faith received something from him. And he didn't speak to the person, and he didn't say anything spectacular. Just someone touched his clothes, and he immediately realized, hey, someone's faith has caused healing to flow out of me. Listen, I, I understand that if you're kind of new to the church thing or if you're skeptical of this Jesus person, that this sounds kind of far-fetched, that someone could touch someone's clothes and be healed, but we really simply believe that Jesus was the Son of God. He possessed some supernatural powers, though he was in bodily form here as a human on this earth, that he was the Son of God. He was God in, in the flesh, and somehow... Mark records that this woman touches Jesus and healing flows from his body. So he kept looking around to see what had done it. Verse 33, then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, and told him the truth, the whole truth. He said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. What did he say healed her? It was her faith. She had this confidence, she had this trust, she had this naive belief that if she could just touch Jesus' clothes that it would heal her. And by that faith, she received a healing. Now, here comes kind of the, the, the crazy part. Verse 35, while Jesus was still speaking, some men came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue ruler. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother to teach her anymore? Now, now, put yourself in Jairus' shoes for a second. You, you come find Jesus. You're desperate. You're pleading. My daughter is about to die. Can you please, please just come with me and, and you, can, you can say something to her. You can touch her. I know that you've healed people and she'll be made whole. I believe it. His faith is there and he's got Jesus coming with him and they're walking down the road and all of a sudden Jesus starts having a conversation with this woman. And I can just see Jairus like... Yeah, that, that's awesome. Like, come on. Like, we got to get to my daughter. Like, it, it's bad. It's bad. Come on. Like, 
what's this got to do? Like, y'all can talk later. Lady, won't you just come with us? Y'all can talk later. And all of a sudden, some of his servants come and, and break the news to him that his daughter has died. Do you imagine how deflated he would be? How angry he might be? If you hadn't, if you hadn't stopped and talked to her, if we would have just kept going, perhaps we could have got to her in time. It's over. I can't believe this. And, and so they said, don't, don't bother the teacher anymore. Verse 36, love this. Ignoring what they said, Jesus told the synagogue ruler, don't be afraid. Just believe. Just believe. You came to me wanting healing for your daughter. I know you've heard something that would cause you to believe something that says that's not going to happen, but just believe. Like, like, don't let your faith be crushed. Just, just believe. He did not let anyone follow except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And when they came to the house of the synagogue ruler, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying and wailing loudly. They were grieving the loss of this young girl. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. Listen to this. But they, they laughed at him. They had believed something. That wasn't a complete reality. They had accepted some circumstances. They had said, there's no hope, it's over, she's dead. And so they're grieving, they're crying like we probably all would. And this man named Jesus show up, who Jairus supposedly has said, I'm going to find this man that heals people and I'm going to bring him back here and he's going to heal my daughter. And now this man shows up and he's too late. And Jesus says, like, why are you crying? She's only sleeping, she's not dead. And they begin to laugh at him. Yeah, I've heard you heal people. You know, you think you're the great healer. That's awesome. But yeah, we're pretty sure she's dead. Now, who do you think you are? After he put them out, after he removed people who didn't have faith, he took the child's father and mother and the disciples who were with him and went into where the child was. And he took her by the hand and he said to her, Talitha Kaum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. And immediately the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old, and at this they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this, and he told them to give her something to eat. This man Jairus had a sick daughter. He went to Jesus believing that he could heal his daughter, and in the midst of the process it seemed hopeless. But Jesus just said, just keep trusting me. Just, just keep trusting me. Just keep believing me. Like, I know it seems hopeless, but I kind of specialize in hopeless. Just, just, just hang with me. Just, just bear with me. It's going to be okay. And this little girl who apparently had died, Jesus raises from the dead. Just incredible, incredible miracle. And Jairus, for his daughter, received that by faith, by trusting that Jesus could heal this little girl. We go over to Matthew chapter number Eight, starting in verse number five, it says, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said, well, I will go and heal him. Great news, great words that you would love to hear. You've got a servant at home sick about to die. You've heard Jesus is a healer. You go to Jesus, you tell him the situation not looking good he's about to die he's sick and Jesus says okay I'll go and heal, heal him now listen to this the centurion replied Lord I do not deserve to have you come under my roof now most of us would have said yeah let's let's do that 
Like you come on, you come with me and, and, and we'll do that. But this, this centurion has such a faith in Jesus that he says, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. For I myself and I'm a man under authority with soldiers under me. And I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. And I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. And when Jesus heard this, he was astonished and said to those following him, I tell you the truth, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. A man who comes to Jesus needing healing for a servant and says, listen, I know you can just speak a word, and you don't even have to be in his presence. You can just say something and and my servant will be healed. And Jesus is just blown away by this man's faith. Verse number 13, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, it will be done just as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that very hour. Can you imagine this? He's on a journey. He goes to Jesus. Hey, back home, I've got this servant. He's sick, dying. Jesus says, well, I'll come and heal him. And you're like, no. All you got to do is speak, Jesus. I've heard what you do, and I believe that you can heal this servant. You don't have to go. Just, would you just say the words that my servant will be healed? And Jesus is astonished at his faith and says, go, it'll be as you believed. And he goes back home. In the midst of receiving something by faith and not yet knowing the results, Imagine the conversation he had to himself. Imagine the inner struggle that he had. He says that he's going to be healed, but when I get there, is he really going to be healed? And he walks up to the house, and they're like, you're not going to believe it. At 3.30, he was healed. And you're like, wait, 3.30, that's when I was talking to Jesus. By faith, he received healing. Not even for himself, but for his servant. Not for himself, but for Jairus' daughter. And a woman who wasn't even the focus of Jesus' conversation or journey at the time, just grabs hold of Jesus' garment and receives healing. If you're in need of healing today, you receive your healing by faith, by believing and having a confidence that Jesus can heal you, And no matter what's going on around you and what circumstances say, you stand on the truth that Jesus is my healer. And I'm going to, by faith, receive that and believe that I'm healed. And you say, well, I know someone who did that and it didn't work out. And that's the unfortunate thing is that we don't know the mind of Jesus and we don't know the heart of God. We don't know why he allows certain things and we don't know why... He doesn't change certain situations. But I know this. I know that if you never believe that he can heal you and never believe that he will heal you, there's a good chance that he may not. And so I just have this naive approach to Jesus when it comes to healing. I know that some people may not have received healing, but I just believe that you can, and I'm going to pray like you will. And we're going to, right here today, just say, Jesus... Would you heal this situation? Would you heal this sickness? Will you mend this brokenness? Would you restore something that's damaged? I know that there's people out there who have prayed the same prayers and maybe they didn't receive it and I don't understand it and I'm not saying it's their fault because they didn't have faith and I don't know what that looks like. All I know is that I believe that you're my healer 
And today, I'm going to stand in that faith that you can heal me, just like the woman with the issue of blood, and just like Jairus for his daughter, and just like this centurion for his servant. I'm just going to believe that you can do this, and I'm going to trust that you will. And I'm going to stand in that reality that Jesus has healed me, and I don't care how much it hurts, and I don't care what the doctors say, and I don't care what things look like. I'm healed, and Jesus has healed me by faith. I believe that. And I believe if we can have that approach and just trust God with the results, just trust God. There, listen, there's, there's no like magical powers. Like I can't snap fingers and, and your body will be made whole. It's only Jesus that can heal you. I don't, I don't, like, I don't like possess superhuman, supernatural traits. I believe in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that the Apostle Paul tells us that We've been given gifts of the Spirit. One of those gifts is the gift of healing. And so I believe that people have a gifting to pray for people and they'll receive healing. I've been praying the last 21 days that that God would give me, that God would give people in this room this morning the gift of healing, that we could pray for people and they would recover. I can't explain why some people don't. I can't explain why some people do. All I know to do is just pray to the God that can heal and actively expect that he will. And just trust him with the results. Even, even if I don't see it, even if it doesn't look like it's happened, I'll just, I just trust Jesus and believe that he has. So here's what we're going to do. If we can bring up some house lights, let somebody say if you're visiting with us, things aren't going to get really weird right now. We're not going to bring out snakes and start doing crazy chants together. So you can just relax. No one's going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. And no one's going to force anything on you that you don't want. But here's what I believe. I believe that Jesus is our healer. And I believe that we can stand together by faith and receive healing this morning. I believe it only comes from Jesus. And I believe that if we by faith receive that, then this morning I believe that there's going to be people receive healing. I do. I'm just crazy enough to believe it. I know some of you may be skeptical and some of you may say, yeah, right, you're going to have to prove it to me. I don't, I don't see it. But I just want to stand before you and say, if you're sick this morning, if you're hurting, if you're damaged, if you're broken, if you've got pain that you can't bear, that there's a God who heals. Our theme verse for this series, Isaiah 53, 5, says that when he died on that cross, this prophecy that happened hundreds of years before he actually died on that cross, it says... That he was pierced for our transgressions. That he was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed. Do you, can you just believe that? Do you believe that? Can I, can I just stir your faith just to be naive enough to believe that Jesus can heal?